Rebellions are built on hope. And welcome to another episode of Radio Rebellion, the Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Alberto Calderon, and I am joined, as always, on this great Star Wars Saturday. What's going on with my hair? With our co- my co-host, Alti, and our great friend, Mo is here. Alti, how are you doing? Sauron! Ah, who's <laughs> Sauron? We found him, finally. We'll be talking about Sauron, Rings of Power, Gandalf. No, Boba Fett. Boba. Yeah. This was on the floor. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's a, a message from the Force. A yeah. gift freely given. If you've read okay. Red Path of Deceit, you know all about that. I have not read it. It's sitting somewhere over there, and it's my fault, not Amazon, because it got here quite fast. <laughs> Yay. Yay, corporations. Mo, how are you doing? And your cat back there. I'm good. That's that's Ben Solo right there. <laughs> that's Ben Solo. Nice. Of yeah. course. We found them, Ben Solo. I mean, we found Sauron, we found Gandalf, we found Ben Solo. Then we find Solo Gandalf. lives, he's right there. Come on, dude, he's there. We'll, we'll get to, we'll get to we'll, it. We'll that's get. like... Uh, well, let's minutes. see if I get to it. <laughs> yes, Otis got to leave uh, a few minutes early, so I don't want to rush anyone, but we'll see how let's it go, goes let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> um, all right, so I forgot about this last time. If you're watching us now, thanks for joining us. Uh, make sure that you're subscribed to our channel. Leave us a comment down below if you're watching this later and give us a thumbs up whenever you're watching this now, later, two weeks from now, it doesn't matter. And if you're listening to the audio podcast, thank you. Make sure you leave us a rating and a review. It's always nice reading those. I got a new one uh, last week. So thank you to everyone still listening to our audio podcast. Um, and yeah, as always, if you can, I mean, that initiative for Equality Texas the National Network of Abortion Funds and the What Choice Fundraiser and help for Puerto Rico if you can. All those links are down in the description of this video and also in the description of the audio podcast when you listen to it on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, all those. It's there, so anything helps. All right, let's go ahead. Before, Mo, how are you doing? Any Star Wars adventure for you since... It's been a while since we've had you here on our show. It has. Yeah. Um, no Star Wars adventures. I, I don't think I have been on the podcast since I went to the Andor premiere. I think that's the only <sighs> Star Wars adventure that... Sorry, just throwing that in our face. <laughs> that I went to. Or <laughs> I went to the experience. premiere. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, how was that? How was that experience? It was fantastic. Yeah. I was de- It was me and my other friend that like got invited last minute. And mm-hmm. um, apparently everyone else had been on like a mailing list for like a few weeks so we were so out of place but <laughs> we did not care we we made everything of the experience oh i'm sure it's i'm so happy that you got to go and a lot of people that got to go but we know how big a fan you are of rogue one and all that so i'm so happy for you any famous people sightings yeah i ran into aaron kellyman uh we talked to her for a bit Ooh. we were saying that like this <sighs> nest back and she was like she was honestly shocked that like people knew her for these roles. <laughs> what? Um, I saw Daniel Logan. What? I met Daniel Logan and he looked at me and he was like, have we met before? And I, was like, <laughs> I would I would know. <laughs> See, that's and why you I found that Boba Fett down there. Exactly. And then I met Diego after for a bit. Oh, man. 
such a such a sweet again life. congratulations i'm sure it was a lot of fun you it seemed fun on all your posts that you put on twitter and everywhere out there Oti, we mentioned earlier, like two minutes ago, that you have to leave early. Why, yes. why is that? Why are you leaving so, early? Okay. So, so check this out. So I was one day scrolling Twitter, and the the Sala Sinfonica, like the Puerto Rico um, symphony, I guess. Yeah. Like they they posted this, like, oh, Puerto Rico is gonna join John John Williams in celebrating his 90th birthday. And as you may or may not know, he's on tour celebrating his 90th birthday. Mm -hmm. So. But that was the message, so nobody <laughs> knew what was going on. I was like, is John Williams coming to Puerto Rico? Is this, like, happening? So the minute the tickets went online, I got in, and the, the event had no description. It was just, like, John Williams' 90th birthday anniversary uh, or a concert. And I was like, okay. So when I got to the tickets, they were $25. Okay, I was like, okay, definitely <laughs> not. Because concerts here are, like, cheaper than they are on the US, but yeah. not $25 versus like <laughs> what it will probably cost. So I was like, you know what? I'm already hyped up. Let me buy the tickets. The Puerto Rico Symphony is actually really good. So I'm excited. So it's like a tribute concert to John Williams. But right. for like a for like a span of two weeks, I thought I was going to see John Williams. <laughs> so close. So close. Oh, man. But still, that's going to be awesome. My brother lives there in Puerto Rico. I know that he's a huge Star Wars fan. Sorry. My brother-in-law. My brother is also about this story. My brother-in-law, he's gone to a few of those. And some they bring people dressed up as Darth Vader, as Boba Fett, Stormtroopers. So it's, it's a whole production. So Yeah, but yeah. I, I'm excited to hear, like, everything. Like, yeah. of course, I want, like, main Star Wars, but yeah. I want to hear Indiana Jones, Superman, <laughs> E.T. Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. Jurassic Park. Oh, oh my God! I'm gonna He's cry there. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna try not to have a drink because, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So I did finish Path of the Seat that I mentioned last week that I saw. It. I finished it. Uh, haven't done my review online. Just I haven't had the time. Enjoy the book. Very cool characters. Tessa Granton and Justina Ireland did a great job bringing that story to life. The only thing I don't know if that was the best story to kind of start phase two. The last 80 pages, like, oh, okay, I know now where this is going, but that's my only thing. Maybe a different story, but anyway, it's a pretty good read. So I was shocked to see that they're, they're starting the era with the YA and not, nothing yeah. against the YA, but usually it's like the, the novel is still like the broader story. Yeah. So that was interesting for me. Yeah. Have you read it, Mo, or no? I'm so behind on Republic. <laughs> I'm still on... Um into the dark that's, oh, I that's, like. the oh, that's a great one yeah so i like the the star wars ya books they're they're all the ones that i've read are really good yeah and yeah, my favorite my favorite i think most of my favorite ones are ya books and this is one and this is not a love story but almost there's a lot of romance <laughs> and that, that sounds weird but the main characters are in this journey to fall in love from one is a jedi one is someone from the path of the open hand no spoilers because you learn pretty early that they don't share the same beliefs of how the force should be used, if at all. And that kind of driving the whole story. And then the last 80 pages gets more kind of, oh, okay, I know now why this is important. But those first 280 pages or whatever is more of a slow book. So that's why I wasn't sure it's the best one to start. But it's a pretty cool story. It fits right in the High Republic, so you're not like, oh, this doesn't feel like it. It, it fits. It could, they could have put this book in phase one, and you wouldn't notice. So check it out. I will do a, a full okay. review later.
All right, so if you guys are ready, I'm not ready. Let's talk Star Wars and the Andor Files. I've been in this fight since I was six years old. Has he? <laughs> we don't know. Maybe eventually. Like <laughs> I love. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do this like. As long as that's like the audio clip you put, I'm always gonna do it. So yeah, it's there. So you get, <laughs> it's fun. Get ready for the next six but weeks. It's in. It's it's in good fun. So yes. Uh, who's there in the chat? It's our friend. Let me just highlight real quick. Dale is Dale? here. How you doing, Dale? Thanks Hi, for. Dale. It was early, waiting. He's here early. early. Thanks for joining us, Dale. We almost started early. I just forgot to send the link to everyone, but we're here. All right, Mo, as our guest, I want to start with you as always, kind of just how you've been feeling with the series so far coming into episode six, this kind of last episode of this Aldani arc, and then just your overall thoughts about this episode. Alberto, you know I'm biased. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fantastic. Yeah. But I love. I loved this arc. I liked the two episode buildup because mm -hmm. this episode was just like, it starts and then it's a ride the whole way through. Um, I think this might be the best one of the series so far. And it's beautiful that it's like right in the middle, like <laughs> best episode right in the middle of the series. Um, I thought the character development was good, even though we'd lost quite a few of them. <laughs> Half of the team. But you know what? My favorite movie is Rogue One, so I'm used to it. Mm -hmm. It's nothing that I'm not accustomed to. <laughs> Oti, we remember when Andor was announced and we got that two-minute clip, behind, not behind the scene, but kind of that featurette two and a half years ago, three years ago. And Diego Luna said, it's the beginning of the revolution. You can say that this episode basically is starting that way, starting the revolution now. Uh, overall thoughts on the episode, Otto, before we go into a bit more specifics. Yeah, so when Galadriel takes the... Oh, okay, Andor, sorry. <laughs> no, no, yeah, so, we're, we're getting there. Yeah, no, I, I love this episode. Um, uh, you know you know me, I I was like a little bit skeptical going to the show. My feelings mm -hmm. towards Rogue One are not negative, but they're not as positive as with most of Star Wars. But I've been very happy so far, and this episode just like drove at home. Like, I... I, uh, I was like almost out of words like when we mm -hmm. started doing our, we, we do the review like very shortly after watching the episode so I just was like still like wrapping my head around everything and it was fantastic honestly yeah I know I might have sounded a little bit not angry or mad on, on Twitter a few days ago posting I didn't care that that Nemec died. I'm joking. I love. I like Nemec. I just didn't feel that when we get to Rings of Power, I got emotional a few times. I didn't get emotional when Nemec died. I felt that hit he got. That was a pretty yeah. bad hit. I didn't see him coming back from that one. I think that, that... I, I audibly was like, oh. Yes. I, when I watched it first time, when I just watched it two hours ago, I had the same reaction. But uh, yeah. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Now, just gonna say, I really enjoyed this episode. My, I had my chest was tight for those forty minutes. How intense and tense it was! The tension was palpable. So, in that regard, yes, the build of the two episodes before was great. Just because, like you said, Mo, when it starts, it starts. We go, we're, we're done waiting, and yeah, they're gonna survive, but we don't know who. It was a very intense episode for my emotions, but. 
before we go again to more specific, let's talk about the visuals. We've talked about the visuals before and the writing and all that, but in this episode, come on, the, the eye, that Aldani, all the meteor showers going, that's the TIE fighters getting ready to go out. But just visually, Mo, were you kind of not excited, but again, this is something new for Star Wars that we haven't seen, especially in the TV shows, this quality of visuals. My mouth was like, the whole time. <laughs> it was so good. <clears throat> the part with the TIE fighters, I don't know why I'm so scared of TIE fighters. Like this series makes me so scared of them. And then like just seeing them drop into their, mm -hmm. into the TIEs and like, you know, they're trying to escape. It, it just looked beautiful. And that's such a cool concept of just like all these meteor showers are coming in Star Wars. Like I love that. It looked so good. Yeah, I was not afraid because whatever, we don't know what's going to happen. But when the first one goes by, it's like, has yep. it started? Yeah, like that's it, one every five minutes. But then we get the big reveal yeah. closer to the end. But yeah, I was going to leave it for later. But Oti, that was TIE fighters, the TIE pilots getting ready, jumping to the TIE fighters. We really don't see that. We see people getting ready for the X-Wings and how mm -hmm. the camera comes down. TIE Fighters, we see a little bit of the but, inside in The Force Awakens, but here it's, it, like Mo says, it's pretty scary the way they're getting ready. But even then, I, I now want like the same with the next wing. I want just, let's follow a pilot getting in and just turning yeah. everything on. And yeah. I, let's get that. But I agree. And I we talked about, I think we talked about this in the last episode, but how they've recontextualized the mm -hmm. TIE Fighter, how it, it's usually just like cannon fodder for the X-Wings. And now here's like, we get one, now we get, on, you know, only three. Mm -hmm. And they, they're they scary because our heroes are not Jedi. They're not on the Falcon. Yeah. They, yeah, they're they're the Han Solo is not going to come in and save the day. <laughs> At least we think he isn't. But it's it's been very, very interesting how how they've used things that we know in a different, mm -hmm. in a slightly different way. And it's, it's, it works. And that's just such a star Wars fan thing. Like, Oh, we had never seen them get on the yeah. cockpit. <laughs> it's like, okay, sure. But, but I, I agree. I, I was excited. Yeah. And turning it on and the screen turns on and put this, bo this button, the other, I don't know. It felt yeah. like, Oh, yeah, okay. No, it, we got to take cool. them serious. It was, it was the buildup to that. And then it, the shot of them. And then it just says like, Alkanzi air command. And you're oh, like, yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah, no, man, it was it was great. Again, like you said, yeah, TIE Fighters. There is a dime a dozen, basically, but this series, just in one or three, have put that fear in everyone. Every time I work at the university and we have the hospital next to it, so there's the, the helicopter that takes patients that just flies by three times a day. Every time it's flying by low, I'm like, oh, crap, it's a TIE Fighter. So, <laughs> no, no, okay, okay. By the way, let's go to the chat for us. Yeah. We have one medalist. He Ooh, says, hello, everyone. Episode six, amazing. So excited to hear the discussion. I and we have one. Amy Guerra on the Hi, chat. Amy, Amy how are you doing? Yeah, thanks for joining us, Amy, as always. Um, so Empire's treatment of the Dani, the people of all Dani. We've known, we kind of, yeah, they used to have this valley. Now they're not here. Colonization or whatever. But here we see actual treatment. First, just uh, the commandant and 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 everyone else talking down to them, but then talking about oh yeah, there used to be fifteen thousand that came up here. Now there's just hundred and fifty, and through this whatever six day trek or three week trek, there's only fifty now. Yeah, and by next time they won't even be here, and then they stink and all this stuff. Like oh man, they just keep hammering on it. Oti, how this 
we already hate the empire, but this kind of pushes the needle a little bit deeper. I mean, you can't escape the colonization of it all. And <laughs> there is a specific scene when they talk about how they manipulate them. And yes. at the end, and then, oh, and the remaining ones will just put them to work. Mm-hmm. And man, that kind of at home because you, I don't want to get too like deep into like real world stuff, but mm-hmm. like you see parallels to, you know, and in, in my experience, the relationship with Puerto Rico and, and the US, how, you know, the, the colonization and how Puerto Rico's like slowly but surely like getting empty. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like 10, year, 10 years ago, we were five, 4 million, now we're three. And, you know, there's like a very real worry about people just leaving and professionals just getting out of here. So that like hit very, very home for me. So I I was the, the writing on this episode was just sensational from the dialogue to how everything is just structured around the, the eye thing. But mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll get to that. But uh, yeah. <laughs> right. I'll come back to that point. I mean, about the parallels of people leaving, but Mo, same kind of thought process for the way the empire treats the poor people of Aldani. Then when they get there, they get, yeah, we'll just give them the the sheep pelt and it's like a lease for three more years. And then they just burn it because they know it's an empty gesture. How, again, at some point they want us to feel not sorry for the empire, but kind of empathize with a few characters. But on the other end, it's very blatant what they're doing. I I just love how like the natives just like hate them. And it's like so apparent, like they just in their facial expressions. And then like when they're giving each other the pelts, like it just seems like, all right, just give it to them so that (laughs) we could just keep going on. And then I forget the line specifically that Gorn doesn't translate. Yeah. Um, But that was such a good line. Like our ghosts, like uh, they don't forget where we don't forget what you did and like how you drove us out of our land. Like so good. I, I love that moment when the leader looks at Gorn like. I know, I know you didn't translate. Yeah, it was it was great because, like you mentioned, artists, they said, "Oh, we just put little kind of checkpoints along the way with very cheap drinks, so they can get drunk and forget about this, so they don't make it up here." And then at the end, when this engineer, I guess Petigar, wasn't wasn't the engineer we were hoping no. for, <laughs> kind of says, "Oh, but." Will we be able to be here again, or will they help us kind of expand? And then, oh, they won't have a choice because eventually they'll have to come work for us. I was watching about two days ago something uh, David Becknot, this reporter that goes to Puerto Rico a lot, talking to some medical students in Puerto Rico. My brother, who lives in Puerto Rico, is a doctor. He's, he was one that he stayed there. He's still there but talking to about 20 medical students that all of them want to stay in the island, but saying how bad they're treated from the federal government instead, how Medicare doesn't pay anything on the island compared to uh, the states. And that even though they don't want to leave in two or three years, they may all have to leave. So it's kind of that same thing that, yeah, the way they're treating the Italian, the way sometimes the state treats the Puerto Ricans, they have to move and have to have their, their lives over there. It's kind of, we try I, not to get too much into real world parallels, no, 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 but they're there. No, I'm gonna say what I was gonna say already. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I remember, I, 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 it'll be quick. I remember like five years ago, I was still in college. I, I was reading this this article about how Puerto Ricans are the 
like the, the jurisdiction or the state in, in the U.S. Mm -hmm. that has the most prepared uh, professional class. Like the, the working class in Puerto Rico has the most like advanced uh, mm -hmm. degrees to say something because education here is like fairly cheap as, as you yeah. know Alberto. so um so it wasn't it was correlating that to how a lot of people are leaving for like better wages than here but maybe mm -hmm. cheaper wages than the states are moving in, in. and yeah. it was how companies are being able to attract um uh very well prepared people from puerto rico at a cheaper rate And it, it's like this vision. It was all around the time, like they were talking about the bailout and what are they going to do with the with the debt. And it was like this vicious cycle. Like the U.S. has no interest in fixing the problems because they're gaining something out of it. They're yeah. getting like very well prepared people over there for very cheaply. Yeah, because like you said, compared to Puerto Rico, when I moved here and I got offered a ten dollar job, I was jumping into the air like <laughs> this is the greatest thing ever. And now it's like. 13 years later and the minimum wage is still seven something and people are fighting to get 15 maybe three years from now and then you can't even uh, afford out thankfully here the the minimum wage went up <laughs> it's not seven anymore yeah well it sucks anyway this isn't 60 minutes or <laughs> trial divorce we're not gonna get into all that yeah. oh, but uh, we I, could yeah i found the quote it's tell them our ghosts have strong hands and long memories that's just there you go. such a good one Yeah, and one is an his brain drain, a horrible colonial tactic. Yes, so we learned because we hadn't, we knew supposedly that Skin was fighting for his dead brother, Nemec fighting for the cause, um, Cassian is a hired gun. We didn't know what Taramin, what was his reason for fighting. Here we learn he's an ex stormtrooper. Were you surprised to hear that, Mo? I love, well, I, um, I think like starwars.com they they released like each of the character cards so i knew that before going into this okay. episode um but i love that we have these defectors like working trying to tear down the empire from within i love that story yeah it was a great surprise for myself and we're starting to see a little bit more of these kind of stormtrooper empire defectors which is kind of keeps building that law in star wars but Oti, any idea that this might be the way that we're going or were you surprised by it I had no idea. I was like, ooh, interesting. <laughs> and then the tension between like Cinta and Terramin because of that, because her yes. family was killed by stormtroopers. Like that was good. Was was he a part of the company that killed her family? I can't I don't remember. think so. I no, think okay. it's just like she just has resentment for okay. stormtroopers. And then the fact yeah. that he was one was, was okay. hard for her. Yeah, I can't wait now to go back and watch the first two episodes of this arc to see their interactions, to see if we can see any of that. I don't yes. think There is, it will be cool to see that. But then we learn also that Vel and Cinta, they have their own separate part of the mission. We kind of learned a little bit about it last time, but here they're hiding in this rock or whatever hideout. Stormtrooper or, not a Stormtrooper, one of the garrison comes, takes a leak right there, which I didn't notice at first. <laughs> first God. time we see someone pee in Star Wars. Did that took you out, Oti? The serial took you out? Did no, that, that didn't take me out. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine with that We knew there were back tubes before, so that's fine. Yeah, that's right. Um, but no more cocoa puffs, though. No more cocoa. No more cocoa puffs. We didn't get to oh, a chance funny. to see Cyril Corn still trying to eat that same ball for three days. <laughs> we'll get a lot of them for next episode, I'm sure. But we get with Vel and Cinta. They go under the water. Another great shot of them with the little 
turbine getting there. Veil kind of not get not freezing, but kind of the way I saw it was yeah. once we do this, it's on and we can't turn back. And that kind of hesitation. Did you see that same way more? Do you think thought for a second that maybe she might just freeze and Sinta might have to take over? I don't I, I think it was just she was trying to process everything. Because at this point, like in the mission, they are like behind on time. Yeah. And I think that was a lot of pressure for her. And in that moment, she knows that like once I give them the signal, we there's no turning back. We are we are doing this. And I, I like actually that they they gave us that small moment mm -hmm. because it you only see Val as like this leader of the rebel cell. Like she's very courageous, she's strong, and then you kind of see her just have a human moment of like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it was great because once that happens she's she's back on point and she's yeah. directing traffic and pointing guns at people's head and giving another great line which i forget it's either we know i don't know what she says there's only one way and if we don't win then everyone dies or something yeah but Oti, from that scene and then when the heist kind of start when taramin skin Cassian and Nemic is taking the family back and then just kind of take them, takes them hostage. And I saw a very bad take on Twitter that someone said, at least Empire never took a kid's hostage. They're not that bad. And I'm like, I, I gotta no, They get blew up a whole planet, but it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they held the entire galaxy hostage. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. They're um, like tracking down four sensitive kids stealing them. Yeah. But they don't have yeah. them. It's fine. <laughs> Um, so Alberto, some, something you mentioned at the beginning, the tension in this episode mm -hmm. and, uh, thinking about it, I think that a big part of it is that we don't know what's happening. Yeah. We don't, because yeah. usually in this kind of story in blockbusters, we usually get that moment when they go over the plan and, <laughs> oh, you're going to be here. And uh, this is the escape. We had no yeah. idea what was going on. We knew Vel and Cinta were going to do their own thing. These four had to do some training and they were going to steal some money. And they had to get the ship or something out of a ramp. But the that was it. What? The Rono. The Rono. Yeah, sure. The Rono. <laughs> um, so at a point, I realized, I don't know if things are going their way. Like, I have no <laughs> idea if things are going their way or they're just improvising. Like, that moment when they took the hostages, apparently that was part of the plan. But that's mm -hmm. usually, like, when they're getting desperate when things are not going yeah. well. Yeah. So, and, and that, that moment when Taraman is like, yo, we're running out of time. Yeah. We, we have to do this. And so that was awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's why I say this. The episode is brilliantly written because we don't know how are things how things are supposed to be going. And that helps with the tension. So when we get to that part, when they have the hostages, I'm like, all bets are off. Like, are yeah. they going to kill them? <laughs> are they? <laughs> what, what's happening? <laughs> And then the yeah. moment when the engineer like pulls out his blaster and like everyone's just at gunpoint, I was like, oh my God, how are they going to get out of this? And then Sinta just comes through. I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> thank God for Sinta. But I, yeah, even Nemec's face. And I, I know what I said, but the actor, props to him. He looked terrified. Oh, like yeah. you would if you had a blaster pointed at you. So props. And like you said, Oti, we had no idea. Hi, Roberto. How are you doing? Roberto uh, will be here in a couple of weeks. I don't know the you schedule. Will? He, I think so. Hopefully, okay. I don't know. I think so he's if, not, if not, you're welcome here. Yeah, he'll be here. Yeah, we're exactly. gonna, yeah. I'm still waiting for one final confirmation for the finale, but that's like a month away. Oh, uh, which I will I, not be here. I know you bastard. 
Uh, that's, <laughs> uh, but that scene was great because we, like you said, Otto, we had no idea. Even when they're calling, oh, how how are we doing on time? They say like five four or five nine, some code. I don't know what yeah. the hell it meant. So yeah, that tension was there all throughout the episode. I'll say one thing: I I understand why they kept cutting to the Aldani people. You know, we're gonna leave this when we talk more about the eye. I just say, yeah, yeah, Aldani, you're fine. But <laughs> that, that, call, was, that was for the tension, I think. Yeah. Really, I, mean, I kind of liked it. I liked that it was like their chant, like it's like guys the, coming. The the chant made me even more nervous. <laughs> exactly, because I thought something was going to happen to them. I thought the empire is going to just go nuts and it's going to take them out, or they're going to do something to derail the plan. But it's just them singing, and they kept cutting back to it, and that's why ah, nothing happened so with them. The way I see it, the the way I saw, it, I thought I thought they had like that window. Like the minute they stopped singing, the Empire's attention would immediately shift yeah. to them. So that's what I thought they were doing. I don't think that's what it was, but for me, well, that helped with the tension. All right, it's fine. They're it's chanting. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um. Anyway, so the whole group is back. They kind of separate again. Let's go to the not the vault, to the viewing chamber up there to take command on the take the command center. You take can't everyone the, the Velsin to hand touch. Yeah, so it's at that part when they, they're going to separate. And then we have a bit more confirmation because it was a throwaway line, I guess, a few episodes before when they kind of said, oh, they're already sharing a blanket or something like that. Yeah. Confirmation, come back to me. We'll see each other again, which hopefully they will. We don't know. They're separated <laughs> at this point. Oti, yes. Uh at the end, I was like, where's Cinta? Is she yeah. safe? Is she all right? <laughs> She's I mean, dressed as an imperial at that point, so I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Cinta. And also, she was like crying. They should kill everyone. Is she sad <laughs> no, that she doesn't know what's happening? I don't think she would have killed everyone because she saw them leave. But actually, I think she sees them leave after, like she walks out of that room. So I don't yeah, know. I think she, yeah. <laughs> she and, sees. And, and, these people are aware of Saga Era. Are they like this is the only way? Pa, 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 <laughs> kill everyone. Man, maybe all the old Daniel did. All the Danny people. No, no, I, I think I, I think they're fine. I think no, she maybe fine. murdered the Imperial. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, so let's go talk to the Heights. So they go down there, take over. People are just so dumb because four people come in with the commandant in the middle, arms drawn. Or they're playing poker or whatever. Everyone to the side. Skin takes over and Taramin just yelling at everyone that I was scared because Skin did look at a scary guy when he went into the the whatever chamber with all the credits. Get him over. What are you waiting for? <laughs> Dude, I'm like, that's a lot of money, man. Just hurry up. You don't need all that. You're going to be there three days. That, that was the other thing. Uh, oh, go ahead, Mo. Sorry. I was just gonna say I, I just love that line where like they they get the credits like open and he's just like let's go. Yeah. No, he, it was a great delivery. He nailed it. Yeah. So, but that was the other thing. We had no idea how much credits they were mm -hmm. supposed to get out of there, and there was like a lot, and they were going very slowly. So yep. that again helps with the tension. Man, they weren't in the best of shape. Uh, there's only six oh, of them. I mean, when he saw um, Gorn coming down, oh, you'll that hang for this. Oh, seven years working for you, I deserve worse. Like, just the, the shot of him, like, hearing Gorn's voice, and he's like, 
What? <laughs> yeah. yeah, again, it's I, acting, writing, everything. By great. the way, that that line when he goes like, "Oh, don't help them; they'll just kill us," and 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 uh, Vel yeah. goes like, "No, that's what you would do." That's yeah, what you would do right. Yeah, mm -hmm. so good. <sighs> Poor commandant. Not I, happy I, with I, his son. I love that character, by the way. You know, I love me my Imperials. I, he's yeah. a dude. I'm glad he died, but I love them. Yeah. I mean, he's like, oh. what's wrong with this belt? I think it's short. <laughs> he's like, nah, you yeah, Andrew. Uh, Andrew will be here also now, jumping in with when Lauren gets here. Andrew will be a two guest that day. He'll be here. Um, But I don't know. I mean, a great kind of just tension as they're stealing all these credits. The little block that Vel and Cinta put, I guess, didn't work so well because the other guy was able to break, break through it. See that they were stealing because it was just laid out. Oh, we're in the vault. We got the credits. <laughs> it's working. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. But Ote, do you think maybe Gorn might be able to convince him when they all sh show down? Is oh, this is a not a secret mission, but uh, oh, what did he say? I, I thought classified I, mission. Yeah, classified. I thought they were gonna pull it off. <laughs> I yes. really did for like a second. I think if the commandant didn't just like knock out at that moment, <laughs> <laughs> it, it probably would have worked. Yeah, but like I think him having a heart attack just doing like ten minutes of physical labor. He was like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> what's going?" By the on? way, oh, I, I, I love that sorry. line when when he's like screaming at his wife for not packing well the belt, and now it mm -hmm. it, com it, it compressed, and she's yeah. like, I think you ex I think you expanded. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah, and this uh, whatever I'll do it myself. It's funny because she's like, "Oh, I'm help I'm helping our son get dressed. Oh, he's twelve. He can dress himself." But you're asking your wife to help you dress. Come on, do it. I know uh, a lot of people like that, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> yes. It was a great scene. Then all hell breaks loose and the shootout starts. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, we lose Gorn. We I lost Taramin. So does Gorn die? That He got he's the first one he... to get shot. I don't he know if he's dead. Like we don't see him like rise up after he mm -hmm. could be okay. alive. Okay. But... Just laying there with one eye open, waiting for everyone to get out. Oh, all right, I can go now. Okay, so Amy is disappointed that Gorn died, Same. and yeah, so it was fast. Yeah, that, yeah my wife that. didn't notice. She's like, "Oh, where's the other that, guy?" Like, oh, you got that's shot. like my only critique with this episode. Like some of the characters, I'm like, "Wait, what happened to them?" Like for <laughs> Gorn, um, yeah. Sinta, uh, Tyrant's like pretty pretty obvious, but yeah. All right, so let's just get to it. So they're able, okay, they get on the Rono, turn it on, they shoot out. Before we go into what happened inside, let's talk about the the eye. We finally get the whole meter shower, the Dani are chanting, they stop their chant, everyone's looking, even the, imp the Imperials are looking at this spectacle, everyone's crying. Mo, did you like the visual, the eye? You know I loved it. I love how like the natives and the Imperials are in awe and we are as well. Like we're we're both watching this and we're like mm. and it just the shot of like all the meteors coming up was so good. I mean, yeah. I don't I, that I think I saw a tweet and it was like 
the eye and the hold maneuver are like some of the top tier stunning shots in Star Wars. Yeah. They're just fantastic. I, I, I was just going to say that, like, for me, watching that was just the same as watching the hold maneuver for the first time. I was like, oh, my God, this is so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty. And we saw the effect that it had on the TIE fighter controls. They don't know how to target. They don't know how to do whatever. Yeah. Well, before then, I mean, we already talked about everyone getting ready on the TIE Fighter, so we love that scene. That's <laughs> right. Like, you know, it, it's good when the Imperials are shocked. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so we talked about the TIE Fighters getting ready, how we all love that. But as soon as the the Rono kind of goes into hyperdrive, they all go flying. And then, unfortunately, Nemi gets hit in the chest with half a ton of credits. That's probably so heavy. I mean, yes. it was taking them forever just to load them in there. I can imagine yeah. how heavy it it's was. It's like at full speed, just slamming against. And I, like I think you told them to hang on. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if they if you actually hear it, but in my head, I heard like that. Yeah. His back. <laughs> yeah, I think we did. It was Yikes. funny when he says "hold on" and he just shoots. That everyone goes flying by, even the body, the yeah. guy that they shoot goes ah, just flying by. But then Nemix able to he gets. Some adrenaline or something shocking to him to be able to speak a little. Yes, imperial adrenaline. And it's giving Cassian the coordinates go up, go down, or climb, I should say. That Unnecessary. Why would they do bring that? Bring K2 into this. <laughs> Why would they do that? Roberto, by the way, Roberto is not over that scene. I'll never be over it. I, I, I'll just say I, I'm like kind of with Albert with Alberto. Like I didn't really care that much. Like he he was a good kid. Like I, I, I'll say that. Like and I didn't want him to die. I liked him. I would have liked to see him go forward, but we all knew what was gonna happen. We knew what was gonna happen, but like I think the saddest part was like he was the most committed one out of mm -hmm. every single one of them. But that's like part of it. Like, it, this has to be cruel. Like, it, I, I think I mentioned it last week, like, we're in a pivotal point for Cassian and for for the Rebellion, so these kind of things have to happen to just, like, keep pushing them forward. And yeah. I don't think Namek is the last character they'll fridge for the sake of the story. Oh, yeah. No, well, Tony Gower said it's there's a body count, so... Yeah, apart, <laughs> from, apart from Cassian and Mon Mothma, Everyone's up for grabs. My poor Cyril. <laughs> Cyril Khan. He'll last. He will have him for next week. He has to have his uh, entanglement with Deidre first before. Oh, yes. Give me some imperial relationship, some imperial romance. We haven't got it. Make a baby or something. Hopefully, <laughs> we'll that's see. <laughs> um, I just lost my train. Oh, so Nemic. So my thing with Namek, and I, I mean, bless the internet. I know it's there just, we tweet what we want. We want to get likes or, the thing is people get too attached to the next thing. So this episode was the best. The finale of She-Hulk was the best MCU finale. This is, was one, I think, Rip Conrad, Namek killed by the Imperial Capital. He was fighting again. <laughs> yeah, Conrad. That's a bad way to go. It's like people get, not too attached because in Star Wars, we know we all get attached to those secondary and minor characters. But again, he was there for two episodes. I think his point was to kind of get Cassian more into this rebellion, kind of believe in it. Yeah. And that's why we see that he gets handed the manifesto I, at the end. I and we know that's that. going to 
that's going to come back at some point that, soon. That's going to be Cassian's that. turning point for sure. Yeah. Is that, Mo, I think you tweeted out and some other people that from there, maybe rebellions are built on hope. It's written yes. somewhere inside oh, there. I'm starting. I know it. <laughs> Because it's devastating, so they're obviously going to do that. <laughs> that would suck in the best way possible. Yeah. By the way, let's talk about the manifesto. <laughs> oh, man. People terrified of manifestos. Yeah. yeah. We'll say that word. It's a word that you can, you can get out. But anything else before we jump to kind of the end when Skin, Skin's betrayal becomes apparent? Anything we kind of forgot to talk about? Dr. Quartla. Well, Quadpa. What, no, what was no, it? Quadpa. Oh, yeah. One of those Star Wars names. He has four hands. Quadpa. He's a weirdo. Yeah. I love him. Quad, quadruped. Yeah, pause. Quadpa. I feel like Skeen's like, betrayal hurts so much more because he was rooting for Nemec before. Like He's like, no, she doesn't want to make this stop yeah. because she's going to jeopardize the mission. And he is the reason we're here. Like, you see him vouch for him, and then it just makes the betrayal hurt so much more. Was his brother's story all a lie, or was it, oh, my brother's dead, I don't care that much? Or did his brother really die at the hands of the Empire? I'm kind of I in between. I, I, I love that they leave it open. Yeah. I think, I think it's true. I think it's and true. I th and I think the times and the Empire have made him maybe a little bit salty and maybe lose his way in in a way yeah. so I, think, I agree i think it's true and then like the shot when they get into the vault and he's looking at all the credits i don't think he knew how much they were gonna yeah. get out with yeah. and i think that really changed like his motives yeah there's a second when he enters before he kind of yells like, to everyone <laughs> that he kind of you see something yeah. that might just click oh oh that's a lot of credits and even seeing someone like Namek be like, you know, killed, almost killed by nonsensically, maybe that takes him to just like, be like, yeah, no, this cause is not worth it. I'll just take my money, go away, yeah. hide, hide away, and just live he's, my life. He's for sure just like an opportunist. He's like, yeah, have all this money, sure. he's dead, we can leave right now. Yeah. After everything, at, when I watched it the first time and that scene is happening where he's telling, oh, we got to take him to the doctor who has built us on that contingency plan. I was buying it. But then kind of rewatching, it's like, maybe that's just his way to be able to then separate Val yeah. and Cassian and make his move. So maybe yeah. he wasn't that concerned For sure. For sure. about Nemec. Is, okay, this is my way to kind of separate. And when he's talking to Cassian, you'll take 40 million, I'll take 40 million. Dude, you saw how difficult it was to get that onto the ship how are you just gonna take 40 million and then oh no there's this moon we'll go over there still but cassian doesn't wait he no kills hesitation. very liberally in this show and, so you gotta be careful and by the way i, I just want to mention like it it's kind of true to the star wars themes like his whole thing was revenge yeah. And yeah. you know, as uh, that may be a catalyst and a motivation, but if you're only driven by revenge, I don't think that's a noble cause, and it'll take you to do these kind of things because it's not real. You'll you'll never be satisfied, so it'll lead you to maybe betray everyone around you. Then. So you're saying that revenge leads to the dark side? Yes. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. So, um. But again, Cassian doesn't wait. Finally kills him. I thought Skin was gonna die a hero, but he went the completely the other way. 
Mo, were you surprised with Cassian then entering the the surgery suite? And instead of just confessing what happened and let's move forward to come, hey, I just want my 30,000 that was promised and I'll get out of here. Were you surprised as the way he kind of went? Not really, just because like this is not the Cassian we know in Rogue One yet. Um, and then like, I think it was also Vel's reaction to it. Like, mm-hmm. she's like, no, nah, Skeen wouldn't do that. And he's yeah. like, mm. <laughs> so maybe I shouldn't trust you either because he definitely did. And yeah. it it was just that line of like, Oh, she doesn't, she doesn't trust me because this guy literally just tried to do this and she's now doubting that. And so he's like, nope, I'm taking my cut and I'm going to leave. I'll take kind of the same feeling. Were you surprised? At least Cassian at the end kind of gives her the Kyber crystal back as a token of good faith. Like you can trust me a little bit. Yeah. I mean, so I was not shocked at all. Like I, for me, it made sense for the character. I think now he's gonna just take that money and go out to find his sister or or something. But yeah, I really wasn't that shocked with with that. Yeah, and I, now that you mentioned that, it goes back to the beginning, which one of one of the reasons I knew that Nemec wasn't gonna make it is because he got a lot of screen time at the beginning talking with Cassian, <laughs> deep conversations. But when Nemec said, oh, I have all these beliefs and I can't sleep, you don't believe in anything and you sleep like a rock or a stone, it's, oh, you got two things wrong there. One, the Empire doesn't kind of doesn't care about you. And yeah. what's the other one? You know, he has a reason, which is his sister. He's he, doing this to find his sister. So I think that's kind of but, still playing into it. By the way, there's there's a moment in the, in the beginning. I don't I can't remember the line when when they're talking about the role of mercenaries in, in the rebellion and the, the struggle the fight. for galactic freedom. Yeah, th- there's a moment that he he tells him like, oh, he kind of thinks he can be complacent or something oh. to, to everything. I don't remember what's the line, but I love when he looks at him. Look at my eyes. Do yeah. they look like complacent yeah. or something? Do I look? Oh, like, oh. I think is what he thinks. Oh yes, yeah. yes. Do I look? Think yes. And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, no, I, I love that. I love talking that. about bad takes on Twitter from last week, oh, that guy that I think was a guy that posted that the one thing he doesn't like about Andor is Cassian Andor because Diego Luna is not a compelling character. Oh. Just look at that. That just fine. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Oti, to bring this back. <laughs> See you like, next week. I don't understand how you could watch the first episode of like the Corpos like harassing him and just his facial expression. Everything, all his acting is in his face. Like that. Yeah. Was- compelling to me i don't know <laughs> yeah all right so talking about compelling we go finally back to coruscant to the senate with mon mothma trying to convince the convince the senators about this motion that she's proposing and there's like five cats like they say in puerto rico cinco gatos not paying attention uh looking at something and then just walking out and then she looks down and kind of at that point i don't know what was going on but Oti, we kind of talked about this, I think, at some point, that the Senate is not there. It's pretty empty. How was that yeah. scene for you? But, by the way, quickly, Roberto mentioned how he loved that, how random the shot was from yeah. Cassian to Skin. I, I was shocked. That I was shocked by that, by the way. <laughs> I didn't think he was going to yeah. shoot him. Um, but that scene, man, that's my favorite little scene for this episode. Mm. It just shows so much with so little, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no one there, and the people who are there are not paying attention. I think that's Mon Mothma kind of a twin sons moment. She realizing, like, from there, she's not gonna do anything, yeah. she's not gonna be able to fix anything from there. Palpatine has made sure that the 
that the Senate is basically just a formality, and they just go there, the bad ideas, but at the end of the day, uh, it, it's Palpatine's will. And yeah. yeah, maybe they still have like a little bit of process and everything, but it, it all goes back to him. Yeah, uh, Mo, that scene for you in the Senate, and then kind of from there going to Luthen getting the news that a rebel attack on Aldani, and then just taking a minute for himself. The Senate shot was so unexpected. I like when it happened i was like oh oh my god we're in the senate like <laughs> and I, I agree Odie. like for sure like he's trying to to vouch for the gormans and first of all like no one's there no mm -hmm. one cares and the people that are there like they're distracted like nobody she's not gonna as we know she's not gonna get anything done in the senate and that was i think that is probably a turning point for her but no. she's like yeah this is this is not the way to go about it uh, it is a facade for sure yeah. and then going back to Luthen, i love going back to that his little <laughs> artifact shop and <laughs> his little laugh and then afterwards he's like oh god now we actually have to be yeah. <laughs> doing this all the time it's real now I, by the way the moment they go like do you have anything from aldani i thought mm -hmm. they were onto him i was like oh no, no. and he, he thought, thought that too thing. he was scared yeah, yeah. all right i'll be the debbie downer I'll... Oh, come on. Oh. Por favor. <laughs> Even though I like the scenes and I understand their meaning, to me, they were wrongly placed. For the same reason that I said before that the episodes just end out of nowhere, we spend 40 minutes with the yeah. heist crew and then we cut to the Senate, we cut to Luthen, and the episode ends. We don't know how Val and Cassian ended. We don't know what's going on there. We don't know what happened with Cinta. Like we spent 40 minutes with these characters. We jumped to the Senate, which I was thinking the same thing that you guys said that there's no one here. She's just talking to empty chairs. But then I started, no, she's everyone's leaving because they're seeing the news that something happened all then. And she picks up her tablet and I guess she sees it there. Yeah. But there's nothing that tells that to the audience. Okay, if you're paying attention, or whatever. It took me like 15 minutes thinking about, oh, that's what she picked that up and that's where she saw the news. Yeah. But I don't and think okay. that's very really that important. I think that the the purpose of that scene is a reminding us, hey, Mon Mothma's on the show, and <laughs> giving it's us that needed. shot of, of the MTA everything. But I think it's not needed because nothing else. We had no indication that something was happening in the Senate. And mm -hmm. then with Luthen, of course, this is his mission, so it makes sense to kind of end it on him on a happy note. But it's the same thing I said before, it just ends. And with this being that close to this arc, it's just kind of, okay, but what's going on with the people that we left for 40 minutes? Where Cinta, like we mentioned before, she just starts walking out. I don't know, that was my only critique. It's the one I had before that the episode just ends kind of abruptly. Everything else was great. Just that ending kind of, ah, really? That's how we're gonna end this arc? But it's fine. All right, so- It was, it was random, for sure. Yeah. Like at especially like after like a heist you're just yeah. like oh what <laughs> mm -hmm. i didn't i thought it was, the episode was going to end there like with cinta i didn't think we we're going to mm -hmm. get those last two shots all right so mo the first blow has been struck the re rebels are out there um what's going to happen episode seven we started we're starting to hear that episode seven is something completely different it's not this three episode arc it's going to be separate for eight yeah. nine ten and then we have 11 and 12. I want to say that at the beginning, before the series started, there was something, one of those interviews said that 11 and 12 are going to be the continuation of episode seven. 
What do you think seven is gone? Is now Luthen gonna finally go talk to Saw? Hey, we started, yes. now we gotta go. And um, maybe more of what's happening in Coruscant with the Senate and the ISB now that the rebellion is kind of getting a little bit more recognition. Forget the ISB, bring me Saw Guerrero. <laughs> <laughs> it's Saw's time. I think, I think Luthen at this point realizes that he has something there. He can mm -hmm. build cells. He just now has to keep people there. And he has to, because, you know, it, you are going to lose people along the way, but you also have to realize you had someone like Skeen on your team that's not committed. Like, yeah. I think he's going to go to Saw for some type of advice because, you know, everyone goes to Saw <laughs> to pick up the slack. So <laughs> bring me Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we get him next week. Do you think this is where we're going, Otty? Give me Saw, give me the Senate. I don't, honestly. I think... Hmm. Saw if 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 this is true, like eleven and twelve are back to back, and the middle three episodes are something else. I think we got saw maybe at the end of nine or at, at the end of yeah, uh, whatever. Like at the end of the random episodes, and then we get him for the next three. Because come on, it's Forrest Whitaker. Like you're not gonna bring him <laughs> for one episode for one bring him random. In for multiple. Yeah, so let's have let's have him be in a in a string of episodes like uh, showing up. I think that he'll be in episode seven, which is the standalone, because I think that seven then connects to 11 and 12. Yeah. And that's when we'll see then multiple rebel cells kind of maybe attacking at the same time. But I don't know. Maybe. But yeah, it was, we don't want him there just for one scene, right? Just yeah, give us more. I want, yeah. I want to see him talk to Mark. Dialogue. Like, <laughs> oh, yes. All right. So we're almost there. We're halfway through Andor. We're all loving it. It's been what we've wanted from this show, from both the Empire and uh, <clears throat> the Rebel side. We still have a lot more with um, Deidre and with Luthen, not Luthen, with Cyril Karn. What's Roberto Allen? So he's saying that now we're going to have to see Mothma get her hands dirty because the Senate doesn't work and the Rebels is the only way. So I want to see that. Like, yeah, we still need that scene from one of the trailers where she's talking to someone else. Oh, if they knew what I was doing, I'll be in trouble. Yeah, so we're still missing that scene. We're missing the Saw scenes. And I think there's something who and posted Bale. Sorry? And Bale. When are we going to Bale, Bale Organ is going to be there. And we got to go back to Ferrex. Yeah, there's, there's a, a shot in the trailer where they're throwing that explosive in the crowd. Be to emo. And Bale, I think Bale is in Ferrex. Yeah, so we, we gotta see that. Maybe she, I don't know, maybe he, her and Cassian go together or she goes to find him. A lot still going on, so can't wait for next week, the next episode of Andor. Hopefully, it doesn't end abruptly, but it will. Yeah, it, it's by this time I'm not used to it, then that's my fault. This is the show, and for the most part, I've been enjoying a lot of it. So just stay away from all the, the discourse on Twitter every week gets dumber and dumber it, it kind of makes you realize why we are where we are politically <laughs> yeah it's, the thing is now and i tweeted it out kind of haphazardly that before we were arguing on twitter against the fandom menace all these racist or misogynist or whatever and it's just the same people that are the good guys on twitter on Star Wars twitter I gotta be right. If you say something that oh you can't oh Andor is showing how you can really do Star Wars show. Oh, why are you attacking everyone else that loves the other show? That's not what I'm saying. I just saying that this is a great show. It might be better than the other one. 
but I love the other ones, right? Okay, <laughs> then love you the other ones. You don't need to answer. Anyway, all right. So before we jump to our next one, let's, let's finish off with the chat. I see that Andrew said a, yeah, a couple he, of things. Andrew's not happy with the with the discourse. He also thinks uh, Vel will be in Ferex. And yeah, he thoroughly enjoyed it. All right, so that's it for Andor Talk for this week. Can't wait for next week. But now, before Otty leaves in the next few minutes, we got to do it. And it's when we jump to our new segment, A World Between Fandoms. All right, Otty, <laughs> we made it. I don't know how long you have before you leave. That's Sorry, what's so loud. Rings of Power, we got the finale. We got Sauron. We got a bunch of stuff. Give me, give me your thoughts. Uh, Mo, have you watched Rings of Power? I haven't. I Ooh. I've tried to watch Lord of the Rings a few times, and it, it's okay. a little bit of a struggle for me. So but I've can... heard um, you could watch Rings of Power without watching the yeah, you can the movies. It, it it helps watching the movies because I had to rewatch them when the show started because I was not following <laughs> the show at all, but. So, do you mind if we spoil the oh, shit out of it? All right. <laughs> so, dude, Maggie called it. She Maggie did. I have it. I haven't tweeted it out because I know she doesn't watch till uh, yeah. Monday. But I have screenshot of a conversation we had at, right when the show started, about three weeks into it, when we had that conversation. Oh, if Halbrand is Sauron, what's this going to mean for Galadriel? Because she's helping the person that she's helping, it's the one that she was finding. And, a lot of stuff, so I'm gonna tweet that By out. The, way, but... the, the, the chat is not happy. Like they say, <laughs> Mo needs to watch the Ring of Rings. I will. Yes. I'll, I'll catch up on Lord of the Rings and Rings of Power. Yes. Um, but yes. So the. Oh, and we'll, Andrew we'll has go a... to Hans of the Dragons. Oh, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so okay, I'm gonna spoil it, guys. So, um, dude, what a great reveal! And it I'm surprised was... how much it worked. It worked great because of how the show started. Because they throw the range that the stranger was Sauron because the mystic tell us, oh, we finally found you, Lord Sauron. And he believes it. And and I'm watching my wife and my wife's like, no, it can't be because he has to be good. He has to be. Because yeah. we've been so I think long. it would have been a betrayal of what they showed with Nori. Like, yeah. Oh, completely. Peril, but my God. Once, when, when did you realize, by the way? When he, oh, is Galadriel here? No, where am I? Oh, this is the works of Celebrimbor. Oh, Celebrimbor, because my consider master, it like, a, you mother. My <laughs> moment was my moment was when he said, "Consider it a gift," because I don't yes, know that much yes. about the lore, the Lord, but I know about Anatar, uh, Lord mm. of Gifts, and I was yeah. like, "No!" <laughs> and he was too invested. Oh, look at this gem! Look at this! What does this one do? Oh, have you tried doing this? He he showed his hand of how much he knows about metallurgy and all this stuff. I'm like, oh, and he, he knows. has thought about it. He has oh, thought oh. about it. When he said, "Is Galadriel here?" No. Oh, you're Calabrimo because my master that I apprentice had such great things. I can't believe that I'm here in your presence. Like she's there, but then they switch back to the stranger. And still trying to play it off. Oh, clear his mind because the veil, he still doesn't know who he is. Like, oh, well, they're still playing with me, but it's too obvious. But again, again, Charlie Vickers, you got to give it up for Halbrand. Oh, that, oh. and great. the stranger also, I forgot, I don't know, have the name of the actor, but Vickers did a great job with Halbrand all the way through. And then I love when Galadriel started to sense, like, 
when he says, when Celebrimbor says, oh, Halbrand is the one that kind of gave us the idea because it's, ah, I don't, no way. The, I, the, the, he <laughs> says the, the Adar line. Uh, yeah, not of the flesh, over flesh. Like, ah, there it is. 100% confirmation. She's like, where did you hear that? Oh, I don't know. Was it me that said it? Who said it? Was Halbrand with you? Oh, I think I said it. And then leaves. And like, oh, he, she knows. Uh, yep. Um, so uh, getting a little bit broad stokes, but I, so when we talked to Maggie, I remember I said, like, I, I wanted him not to know who he was, mm -hmm. but I love that he knows. And yeah. I love that. So do you think his moments with Galadriel leading to this episode were sincere? Man, that's the conversation. I don't know. I got to go watch and see. Because when Galadriel is like, oh, you saved me on that boat. No, no, no. You no. saved me. Oh, well, you convinced no. Numenor to come fight. I, no, I want to say no. It was you that convinced them. And I told you I got this from a dead man. That's how oh, I love that. Because he switches. He said, you know who I am. Oh, and throws the, the whatever, scroll. the scroll with all the, the family lineage. It's like, I told you I got this from a dead man. That switch was great. And I think he was sincere because he says, with you by my side, we're going to rule. And I said, oh, rule or what I have here? Uh, uh, no, he says, we're, we're going to heal. And then she says, uh, is, is that the Safe or rule? Yeah, safe, safe or rule. Or rule. I see no difference. Said, yes. So it's like he wanted her to be like that dark queen, not, I mean, the queen, not dark, but beautiful, like she says in Lord of the Rings. And at the scene of the water turning and they're silent with the crown and Galadriel next. I, I, I just want to say that I, ever since I saw the episode like, last night, I was getting like very deep into like reading about the Lord because I'm <laughs> a very casual fan. And I was yeah. reading that. When in, in the books, when Morgoth dies, there's a moment there where Sauron thinks about just leaving it all behind and mm -hmm. just redeeming himself, which is so weird because in the cultural um, conscious, Sauron is just like the embodiment of evil. In the movies, yeah. he's, he's, he, he's a presence. He's not like real. And like humanizing him and having him be like falling in love with Galadriel and, and having these desires and being a person wow and it's it's for me it's the same thing they did with vader when they showed mm -hmm. us anakin's life we're, we're seeing sauron's yeah. origin story how because i don't think he's pure evil at this moment i think he's gonna get there by the end of the show but my god i, I was floored honestly it was because and i i think he it's not that he wanted to go good or go to the light even though he says to galadriel you bind me to the light i bind you to power together we can kind of rule. He wanted that because when they had the conversation earlier, a couple of episodes, uh, oh, we felt it just being in battle, being together. It's like, I can forget my past. And he even tells Galadriel, you told me, forget yeah. my past and just go to the future. So I think there is a point that he wants to do the right. It's like all the great villains on in his eyes, what he's doing is the right way because Adar tells it, oh, Sauron was trying to create this new world or whatever. He went too far off and that's why I had to kill him. And so I think Sauron was, or Halbrand at this point was trying not to go good, but the way he was trying to fix Middle-earth, it's not the way to go about it. But like he also tells Galadriel, they cast you out because you couldn't stop mm -hmm. uh, chasing me. 
what are they going to do when you find when they find out that you were the one helping me? It's like, and we're that, in this together. That line, I'll never forget, and I'll make sure no one else <laughs> forgets. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's, yeah, I'll make sure no one forgets, and that's also important when she tells um, Elrond, you told me that you would trust me. You wouldn't betray me again, so I'm not going to tell you what happened, but you're going to find out. <laughs> and when he found out, it's like, he has that scroll, like, I love that he doesn't say anything because yeah, I think I that's it. him like trusting her. But at one point, I was so scared when he goes down and starts looking. I think, oh crap, it's it's Aaron disguised as Galadriel telling them, oh, we need to do all these things with the rings. And he's going to find the little gar real Galadriel still passed out. Oh no, he finds mm -hmm. the scrolls and kind of puts two and two together. Just kind of winding this down because we can go. I got like 40 minutes of no, we can't. <laughs> When it's oh we can't do two we gotta do three because one corrupts two will pit us against divide, each other divide. divide three will keep us in check I forgot the the, the line that Calabrian boy okay. said but three rings for the Elven Lords I'm like oh here we go this is why I love this we're, so we're, much. we're still missing like seventeen rings <laughs> <laughs> but I love that it didn't end with the creation of the one ring. We yes. saw the first three. And when Galadriel, and I'll give it up to someone on Twitter that says, when Galadriel said, oh, these rings are all oh, these powers only for the elves. And they search, they show Elrond. It's, Elrond is already thinking how to tell his boyfriend in the mountains how to do this. <laughs> Going straight to Durin. Hey, <laughs> you know. <laughs> that's how, how, how many do the elves get? Thank you. How many do the dwarves make? Seven? Seven. It's and seven. then okay, nine like... for men destined to die. And then one so, for the Dark Lord. So, okay, um, Alberto, you, you know more about this than I do. The <laughs> the one ring comes after the first 19, right? Yes. So we're still a ways off before the ring. Yeah, so I don't know, because at one point, okay, maybe he already learned how to do them, because he was the one I that I think kind of, he did. So I don't know if he needs to go back to, because I think he kind of tricks them into doing this the one ring. But I think he already knows. He does, <clears throat> sorry. He doesn't have the ingredients, of course. He doesn't have mithril. He doesn't have silver and gold from Numenor. So it'll be how he gets those. But yeah, I'm very interested to see how, where this series is going for season two. I was reading an interview yesterday, yesterday with the creators that they did that this way, that season one was this kind of who is Sauron, Sauron instead of, like you said, it's all evil. And then season two is going to be what people thought season one was going to be. It's more about okay. this. Sauron is going to be out there more. It's going to be more present. So okay, um, I, I'm waiting to. See, I'm dying to see the corruption of Sauron, like how he turns into like the Dark Lord Sauron. And dude, the Witch King. Like that's like my new thing. Like this, <laughs> the season was Sauron Watch. Now yeah. we're in Witch King Watch. <laughs> yeah, which it almost looked like it when the stranger uses the the staff to kind of obliterate the mystic it look like he has some crowns that look yeah. like the witch king but he, he can't be but let's talk about <clears throat> the ending from those guys from the hardfoots the strangers i cried twice that I cried was awesome both awesome, times awesome awesome as a parent saying goodbye to my children was going to be the hardest thing when they go to college and this was it one of my favorite movies i watched the past year and a half is coda so I just mm -hmm. love that relationship. And seeing it here, um, I forgot the name of Nori's father, saying, go, nah, you're not, you're part of something bigger now. Go bear, 
go out there and be on this adventure just broke me. But we got confirmation. Ishtar, wise one, your tongue means wizard. When in doubt, follow your follow nose. Your nose. That's all I needed. Okay, so Gandalf I, is here. I think they're telegraphing the Gandalf thing, but I'm thinking it might not go that way. So just hear me out, man. Okay, just hear me out. So from the little I know, I think I know that Gandalf arrives later on. However, I think they can do like a from a certain point of view thing, like he goes be, turn, turns into the blue wizards and then <laughs> like uh comes back and that's his return as Gandalf. But I don't know. <laughs> I think it's just like too obvious, and that's not at all like a critique. But I think it would be cool if they did something different. That's no, me. no, okay, and that's fine. That that's your opinion. My opinion on this little rectangle here is that you're wrong, and if it's not <laughs> Gandalf, I will not watch the show anymore. I will. Um, and where's Saruman then? I don't care. He's <laughs> somewhere in the other side. When he goes to Rune to the eastern. Maybe he finds um, Saruman over there. Okay. And yes, Gandalf is not supposed to show for another thousand years or whatever. Doesn't matter. It's artistic liberties. I'm fine with them. They can't have such an iconic line from Gandalf to then, oh, we're subverting expectations or I, putting the rug out from. They can't do I, that. I, I think. I think. I they hope can. that they don't do. It may be like Gandalf's master. I don't know. So I, someone tweeted maybe. That is Gandalf, or again, we are 2,000 years before Lord of the Rings. Maybe he goes back to the Grey Havens and returns. And he has a second return to Middle-earth, and that's the one that people know out there. But for me, I love it. And Amy, it's not as similar. She said, I really love how they did the Gandalf-Sauron reveals. Even though their identities turn out to be exactly the way so many of us predicted at the start, they kept us guessing till the very end. And I agree. It's been very well played. Definitely. Yeah. And then it ends with Sauron at this point entering Mordor, Mordor seeing Mount Doom in the background. I know that place. There you oh, go. I know, there I know you Mordor. Go. And there also, I, I have no actual opinion on this because I don't know anything about Lord of the Rings, but I do like, I, pretty much, I do like Gandalf because he has that big pipe. <laughs> he has a big pipe. The I want the pipe. Hat. And place. also, when the mystics are telling, oh, you have the stars, they call the the nomad's hat or something like that, or the, the wanderer's hat. It's like, yeah, it's going to be a whistle. Yeah. Anyway, so great show, great yes. season, great finale. Knocked it out of the park. Can't wait for Numenor to come back. We didn't get to talk about Elendil and the queen. The, the fight is still on with them. They'll come back. The king died, unfortunately. Isildur is missing in action. Yes. And Isildur. then as we jump into House of the Dragon, the king on this episode did the same thing that Viserys said, telling the wrong person some secrets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So well, the House uh, of the Dragon just go, go. Quickly. Uh, <laughs> uh, Patty, I don't know his last name. God bless you. Fucking freaking Viserys. I'm sorry, Alberto. Uh, what an episode. What an episode. Marong. Um, so I, 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 I'm a, a loss for words. That scene with Damon and, and the crown, um, yeah. beautiful. Just how those arcs uh, close out. Uh, Allison and Rhaenyra, how those arcs 
close out for like a second and then open up again. Oh my god, that that, that relationship is just so heartbreaking when you think about where they started. They were yeah. in, in my head, they were in love, and now Same. they're just about to go to war with each other. Yeah, and my god, I, I'm a sucker for misread um, <laughs> uh, prophecies, <laughs> and this is like the mother of misread prophecies, prophecies, prophecies because it was misread misspelled um misheard, wow. yeah, yeah it, and yeah no I, I love the episode i think it's been the yeah. best episode so far it was so emotional and seeing the targaryen kids be just such <laughs> douches and yeah get ready for more aemon because he is the devil <laughs> yeah i mean you can see it in his eyes i know you have to leave out there i'll just yes, say uh, this as you're leaving you called it one of our episodes. We talked about how they protect each other. and Reyna had that relationship. Says, There's some love there. And you said the Targaryens protect each other. That's all they are. Yeah, we had it with uh, Damon uh, coming back and helping his Until his now. Brother. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bye, guys. That, I gotta go. family. Okay, Oti, thanks for joining us. See Bye. you next week. All right. If he learns how to, you know how to get out, I'll get you out. All right, there you go. He's out there. <laughs> Hi, Mo. How are you doing? Good. All right, so... You're caught up with House of the Dragon? I am. How was this episode? You also loved it? I did. I loved it. Oh, man. I love... Okay, so I'm not a big um, Damon and Rhaenyra mm -hmm. uh, shipper. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little weird to me, but I do love how much he protects her. Mm -hmm. And someone pointed out, like, there's, like, right before... Um, Lenore's brother is about to call her, her children bastards, there's, like, a quick scene where Damon looks over at her and she's like, like, yeah, yeah you I can saw... be violent. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice it either during that episode, but I saw that someone tweeted out a few days. It's just a quick glance. She's like, yeah. And he's like, say it. And I'm like, oh, no, don't oh. do it. Don't do it. But, yeah, it's, I, yeah, it's weird. But at this point, it's that's um, that's what yeah. Game of Thrones is. So and we know the Targaryens want to keep this kind of perfect bloodline. And then I think some of Alicent's children are married, which is even weirder. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that scene also when they <clears throat> get back to to the kingdom, no one's waiting for them. But just that love that both Rhaenyra and Daemon have for for Viserys, for her yeah. dad and his brother, because even though they've been at odds for so long, they still have that relationship. So I love that they got that time just to be at his bedside. Her kind of seeing this not my dad. He doesn't look like the person I remember, it's been years since I've seen him. Unfortunately, I've been through that when my dad passed away, when I went to visit him at the hospital, it didn't look like him. So I kind of, it hit hard, but it's also, yeah. man, those, ah, those Targaryens, they're, they're evil, but at the same time, they have some love for each other. Yeah, I love that she named one of her kids Viserys. Oh, yes. That was, that was nice. They I also have hella kids all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. From nothing now to like three more. Oh, yeah, three. Like, oh, wow. They don't, yeah, they don't wait. Mm -mm. But that scene when they're talking about trying who's going to be the heir to Driftmark and find, do you expect that Viserys to be there? I didn't think he was going to make it because he's nope. been so messed up for so long and then he just make, makes the climb, basically. Especially where we left off with him. Like, he was in bed. They were talking, and then, like, he's just, like, all of a sudden in so much pain. Yeah. And then, like, can't even really understand what Rhaenyra is saying to him. Like, she's trying to talk to him, and, like, the pain yeah. is just so overwhelming for him. So that was a big shocker for me. I didn't think I didn't think he was going to come through, but it was that was a powerful scene. 
Yeah, I mean, it was. And it was beautiful when you see Damon come to his yeah. aid because we don't see it. We just see a hand go down. It's like, ah, I tell you, I don't need the help. It's your brother that you've kicked out yeah. of the kingdom. You've banished like five times already. <laughs> But the most powerful one, of course, is Damon putting the, the crown back on him. The yeah. crown that he wants so much that they fought over. It's like, you're still, you're still the king. Tell, let him know who's, who's in charge here. So I just love all that. And then, of course, it goes to beheading someone. <laughs> <a few minutes laughs> keep his tongue. I was like, oh. Yeah. But I also love that we go to that dinner scene. Viserys kind of realizing that my family's together. I'm not going to be here much longer. Yeah. Do it for me, kind of. Let's put all these pet not petty differences, they're big differences, but let's all put them aside. Do it for me. Yeah. Like Otti said, for that split second, <laughs> it seems like things might work it out. Was nice. <laughs> it, was it was nice. Yeah, it was very nice for Dover. It started with the kids teasing each other. Uh Amon kind of gets in the middle, and then Damon kind of do it really. Do you see me just kill someone before the main course? Ah, he, I don't, he just had to do it. Yeah, strong kids. Oh God, man, I hate those kids. I <laughs> I don't know why. So misbehaved. Have you? Do you know where the story goes? Have you read those books, or are you just going along for the ride? I'm just here for the ride. All right, same. I haven't read anything. <laughs> I never read the Game of Thrones books. I was late getting into it. I think I started like in season five. Same. So here I know nothing. So I'm enjoying. Enjoying it as it comes, but so far, very good. And I'll say for people that say that, oh, Andor is kind of slow, it's a slow burn, don't watch House of the Dragon. <laughs> the, every episode, it takes like 45 minutes to, okay, here we are. Yeah. I really yeah. like that um, they gave us a moment with Allison and Rhaenyra because yeah. I'm, I'm on, I'm on Odie's team. They were in love. I yeah. them. I don't care. It's messy. Whatever. Before the season started, I thought that was the way it was going to go just because some of the interviews, some of the images mm -hmm. we were seeing, and I thought that was the way, but as soon as she was pushed by her dad to kind yeah. of go... Because, like, neither of them had a lot of agency. Like, it's all yeah. just a political game. Like, they just have to play their roles. Mm -hmm. And it's just taken them so long to kind of fall into those yeah. those. Kind of roles because they don't want to be there but after i don't know 16 years is we're screwed this is our future now with our kids and even allison keeps telling her kids you can't act like this you're gonna be king or you're gonna do this you gotta <sighs> so yeah i can't i i hate those kids and i hate <laughs> that Otis says there's gonna be more of them so we'll see but like we mentioned before as we're finishing the rings of power talk viserys in his Kind of delusions at the end of his life, thinking he's talking to Rhaenyra, telling Alison that Amon is the key, the, the prince that was promised. I'm like, dude, just die. I don't want you to die, but don't say anything else. So, so what? Who do you think he's talking about there? He said, because he said Aegon, right? Aegon, yes. I yeah. think he's just thinking about. I don't know if the the prophecy actually says Aegon, and he's thinking that maybe one of Rhaenyra's grandkids is gonna call, be called Aegon or whatever. But of course, Ellie says, "Oh, it's my son." She's talking yeah. about because I mean, if it's if it's a prophecy that's been around for a while, it could be like, um, oh my god, the main guy from Game of Thrones. Oh, Stark. Jon Snow. Yeah, Jon Snow, because he is Aegon Targaryen. Yeah, and I think that's it. By Game of Thrones, when the prophecy, yeah. whatever, I think. It's him that they're talking about. 
But at this point, like 150 years before, it's yeah. like, oh, no, it's my kid because he loves me. He says, I love you. No, he's talking to his dead wife at the end. But he's it, doesn't kind of, help. <laughs> it doesn't help that everyone is naming their child Aegon. Yeah, <laughs> that's one thing. Daemon, Aemon, Aegon. It's like, too much. just give me a call. I kind of, you know, that's a myth or something. For real. All right, but yeah, great season so far. I think we have two more episodes. I think it's nine episodes or ten, oh, really? ten episodes. I think there's two more left, okay. two or three. I forget. Is it going to be multiple seasons? I want to say that I just heard from George R. Martin that they have an idea that for this show to make sense all the way, it's four seasons of ten episodes. Okay. So hopefully right. that's it, and they already have this story all planned out, yeah. and we don't end up with what happened in Game of Thrones, just, which I didn't mind it, but I know a lot of people did. All right, so finishing up, She-Hulk, another show that came to an end this week. Have you been watching She-Hulk? Did you I enjoy it? Yeah, did and you, I, I watched the finale a few days ago. Okay, did you enjoy it? Yeah, I've enjoyed the show. I, I like the lightheartedness of it. Yeah. I like that, like, because I, I, I do enjoy the MCU, um, mm -hmm. but I, I don't read the comics. Like, I'm not a, a diehard fan. So I like that in this show, like, you don't have to really know anything about the MCU. Oh, of course. Watched it. Yeah, and I've even though I've read comics in the nineties, I don't remember reading a lot of She-Hulk comics, so I'm not caught up with it. So whatever they give me, what they give me. And I mentioned before the first couple of episodes, I wasn't too much into it. The last four or five, when okay, this is just a thirty minutes lighthearted comedy, I was all into it. And all the, all the superhero stuff in the background, I didn't mind too much. I didn't care for it too much. Just give me all the fun stuff in between. So I, although I did enjoy the finale, I'm not going to say it was my favorite episode of the season. I think it went too meta at the end, <laughs> jumping into the Disney Plus screens and doing all this other stuff. Like, ah, you're losing me. I didn't like... It was very meta, but I think the story that they had, they were setting up, I didn't oh, like that. <laughs> no, me neither. So I agree when she goes talk to Kevin, and Kevin. she says, why is he still in my blood? Why is Bruce, yeah. why is Bruce here? Why is Abomination? I 100% agree because they lost me. And when Bruce showed up and started fighting with Abomination, I was like, what the hell is going <laughs> on? So, came out, like, she hates her. Why is she <laughs> yeah. So I didn't like where it was going. But I think it went too far into correcting it. Because when she's telling Kevin, oh, the, the, all, all those things that were wrong, when she comes back, everything already has had been resolved. It's yeah. like whatever Taylor, whatever his name is already arrested uh blonsky is going back to jail and bruce is not there and then matt murder just falls from yeah, nowhere just, just pops up so it's like <laughs> yeah really but i love that matt murder was bad because they have great chemistry it's 100 percent sure that she's gonna show up in the daredevil series so again i wasn't super fan of the finale but all in all, I really enjoyed the, the series just because, like you said, let's just have fun for 30 minutes. We don't need to connect all the dots with the MCU. Yeah, it was a, it was a cool finale. It was, yeah. I definitely didn't see any of that happening. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> I, no. I did like the Kevin thing. I thought that was funny. That part was great, and I didn't mind. I just, everything else before she got to that point, like, ah, you're losing yeah. me. It's, it's taking too long. But whatever i from what i seen on social media a lot of people love this ending so yeah i guess they knew what they were doing <sighs> all right mo i think that kind of brings an end to our chat today for oti that had to leave a little bit early to go listen to some some john williams music in the with the puerto rico symphony thanks for being here thanks to everyone in the chat that's always been great 
Mo, always a pleasure having you on. I think this is the first official time you're being on the podcast because you've been yeah. here before for the trivia, for the Rogue One Watch, and the first time officially here. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Always a blast. I love the show. Yeah. All right, just finish up with our friend Juan Mereles. He's saying, I love that they made a finale that fits Jen's character arc rather than just forcing a giant CGI battle. First super fitting for me. And I, I agree on that end. Yeah. All right, so for Juan, Roberto, Dale, Amy, Andrew, I don't know who else was here. Everyone that joined us today, thanks for joining us today. Make sure that you like this video. If you come back to watch the ending. Mo, again, thanks for being here. Where can people find you? I guess right there where it says, right next yeah, to Yeah, I'm going to do an Odie. You can find me at whatever it says. <laughs> whatever is there, plus it's on the, on the description of the video. And for myself, thank you for joining us at Radio Rebel Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And on our, our website, Radio Rebellion Podcast, Radio Rebellion, a Star Wars podcast.wordpress.com. I'll have my review of That's Who Loud of a path of deceit there so point soon this week and then we'll do another chat here we'll be back next week with buck our friend buck o'brien will be here yeah. so guys thanks for joining us stay safe be safe may the force be with you